Alrighty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fire the Cannon. This is the, I almost said this is the cannon. This is the cannon. Now, Nikita's making me nervous. This is the podcast where we read the- This is the cannon that we fire. This is the cannon where we read the cannons in the Western canon and decide nice. if they canon or not. Mm-hmm. Welcome to canon. I actually kind of like that. That's amazing. That was great. I'm your first canon, Jackie. I'm your primary canon, Rachel. <laughs> And I'm the guest canon, Nikita. Yay! <laughs> Flawless. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Nikita um, is a listener and erstwhile patron of our podcast. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Former uh, patron. <laughs> Current listener. Wow. All right. All right. No, just kidding. We, we thank you. But she's also... I mean, no. Yes. We're not kidding. Jackie did literally say... Like, should we ask her to be on? She did stop patronizing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, what if that means she hates us? Wait, is that the correct firm of patronizing? I guess. Yeah. Patreon. That's what the word originally <laughs> meant before women overtook it. Whoa. She's like, does she still like the podcast? <laughs> yes, I do enjoy the podcast. Does she still like us? <laughs> yes, of, of course. After all the trips... Like, I, I enjoy y'all's company. True. Yeah, because um, it takes more than just being a listener to also be on the podcast. Although, if you're funny, let us know. Um, but Nikita's also a good friend of Rachel's. So, yeah. Yeah. Good friend of mine, mild friend of Jackie's. Whoa. I've met, I've met Nikita twice. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not a, you know, it's a friendship, but I'm just saying it's, it's just begun. <laughs> Let's get one thing out of the way. Nikita, not a British man. Right. Oh, yeah. She's not Jacob. She's not a man at all. Last Nor I checked. is she a white man. Correct. Yeah. Nope. Unfortunate for us because our listenership <laughs> loves white men. <laughs> they do. They're always like, there's no man on this. What's the point? <laughs> Why am I Should I listening? deepen my voice? I have a man's no, no, name. No. Jack, Jackie can do it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I've never met a man named Nikita. You got to go to Russia. They're all over there. Oh, I did think about maybe Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's that show La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Which is... Really good. Lucy Lou? question mark? No, that's that's somebody Whoa, Q. racist. That's Susie Q. That's Ma- Susie Q. No, Maggie. Sorry, their name Her name's Maggie Maggie Q. Q. Maggie Q. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Lou, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a good show. I, did y'all ever watch? I saw um, part I watched of it. the one with Maggie Q, yeah. It was, was um, one of our housemates was like obsessed with it for a while. <laughs> yeah, we used to watch it together, Abby and I. So anyway, basically we asked Jacob if he wanted to come on the podcast and he was like, I'm really busy, but I could do it this upcoming weekend. No, no, no. He said, <laughs> he said, uh, no, I can't do it this week at all. It's, it's extremely busy. I've got a friend coming around and then, um, but Ruined? this weekend's totally clear. Is he Scottish now? <laughs> <laughs> sort that of. was a really good accent. I was into it. No, Keep it wasn't. <laughs> what? I like it. <laughs> I like Nikita. But he said, yeah, this weekend's totally clear. And we said, okay, great. We're free anytime. What time is fine for you? We said, tell us anytime. He didn't respond for like three days. And we kept our schedules open. And Jackie was like, hey, Jacob, you know, let us know. And then he was like, actually, I'm fully booked. Oh, no. (laughs) He said, having a baby's really busy. I was like, you had a baby before I asked you. You had a baby for months now. (laughs) Did you forget? Maybe that's the problem. Your obligation. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, so we were like, who should we ask? Who should we ask? And Jackie was like, let's get Nikita on. She's funny. And I'm like, yeah. I've been thinking that since I met you. I was like, Nikita is... So I'm so funny. flattered. So can you say something funny? <laughs> Ooh, on command, I wasn't trained that way. Sorry. She can't I'm do a... it on command. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's, it has to be organic. Yeah. Theo said that's the worst possible thing you could ask somebody who you think is funny. That's what Seinfeld said, too. 
I think Theo might have cribbed that line. Whoa. Which is, it's kind of a funny thing to say, ironically. Yep. Okay, let's let's really quickly explain why we were trying to get a British person on. And it's because oh. we are covering the fourth Charles Dickens quote-unquote Christmas book. This is the least Christmassy one of all, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Agreed. I've oh, heard, wait, I don't want to say yeah. that. If you're listening to this because you want the Christmas spirit, it is Christmas out the wazoo. Well, it is. he actually, oh. he, he says that it will give you the Christmas spirit. What? <laughs> that was like in his opening. He did say like it was the least commercially successful one, right? It wasn't Christmassy enough. That's true. It was the least commercially successful. See, this is so impressive. Okay, we're gonna tell you about the book, and I'm gonna stop talking eventually. Um, well, not totally. That would be weird, but <laughs> a um, silent podcast. We're gonna tell you. <laughs> we're gonna tell you what happens in the book. But Nikita yeah. read this story because we asked her. Actually, I told her you don't no. even have to read it. I yeah, was we like, didn't you ask can her if to. you want to. We said it's your choice. And I took the choice, yeah. Yeah. And then you read all the other ones, right? Oh, she no. I was considered going to. reading all the other ones. I <laughs> re-listened to your chimes. No, not chimes episode. Yeah. The cricket episode where you did reference the chimes. Yeah. And so I kind of caught up that way. <laughs> and you're familiar with the Christmas Carol. Yes. Everyone right? knows that okay. one. All the versions. Wow. I really know the Muppet version the best. And then... <laughs> There's, Just like Jackie. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. I've never seen a Muppet Christmas Carol. What? Yeah. that I don't believe that. Aren't you obsessed with Muppets? Yeah, I don't believe yeah. that. Wait, did you say that when it. we recorded it? Did I block that from my memory? I don't think I said it. I think I just wanted you to... I didn't want to ruin your Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> Telling a kid that Santa isn't real. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Just kidding. I know he's not real. <laughs> wait, who? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I know Santa's you know? not real. <laughs> Did you even celebrate Christmas growing up? <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. So I, in the span of one year, learned who Santa was and then found out he wasn't real when I was like eight oh, or no. nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very short-lived, but yeah, I've, I've been through it. How did you hear about him? And then how did you find out he wasn't real? Uh, and and why did the- you not immediately realize he wasn't real if you were nine? <laughs> Like, white people be doing crazy things. <laughs> I, okay, maybe I was younger than nine. Who knows? I was a baby. I was riding the bus to school, and one of my bus mates, she was like, hey, I have a secret to tell you. I was like, okay, what's the secret? And she pulled out this letter written from Santa to her, because she said she wrote a letter to Santa. Oh, man. And then clearly it was I her see parents. why you might have thought it was real. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The paper really got me. I was like, dang. This looks official. There's a letterhead. It's cursive. Can't read this. <laughs> <It's a letterhead. laughs> I don't even know half of these words. But um, then I was like, okay, let me write a letter to Santa. So I asked for some things. I asked for a lot of things, but I don't remember a like lot. Like his address and a stamp and <laughs> social security. Oh, you mean number. you asked him for a lot of things? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gifts. I wanted a gift, and then I got a letter back. But that was my first hint. It was like this was a notepad that my dad uses all the time. Like it's his signature. <laughs> notepad but it wasn't his handwriting i know his handwriting and then i was like okay whatever i'm just gonna ignore wait this. wait a second oh okay i sorry i thought you were saying he had like a notepad that said like from the desk of mr no, nikita no, no. dad no 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 <laughs> i was like just so a, a notebook no a, a notebook that's generic but we always had it at our house and okay, then yeah. got this letter this and i was mistake. super excited then not on Christmas, but the day after Christmas, I got a gift yeah. on the fireplace. We had a fireplace. What? And I was like, oh, here the we go. The day after. The day after. 
Did your parents not know when Christmas was? <laughs> I think they just maybe forgot or they like, I don't really know what was going through their mind, but they did Or maybe get they me. wanted you to think that you'd been bad and you didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah. A little psycho. Or like, <laughs> yeah. We're a little kid. Um, I hope not. <laughs> Anyways, that'd be funny though. I uh, opened it. It was a teddy bear. Not on my list, Whoa. but it was uh, still cute. It was still cute. They found that, like, in the attic, or they were like, oh, shit, we forgot to get Nikita no, no. anything. It was from Walmart. The Walmart tag was still on there. So it was like, okay, Santa went to Walmart last minute. But I was excited. I was like, hey, I got a letter and a gift. This is lit. But then, like like I said, I noticed all these things. I was like, my parents definitely did this. Like, where we don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. Why is Santa coming here this year out of all years? So I kind of put it together. And then I started asking. You never asked Santa. I never asked Santa for anything. So it's like, he doesn't know me like that. We are not on a first name basis. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I kept asking my parents, did y'all, was this you? And they really, you know, denied it for many years until way later when obviously until you we were all like, know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 16, 18, I don't know. They finally admitted yeah. it then. <laughs> but wait, did you, did you continue to get stuff from Santa after that year or was that a one-off? One-off. Never again. What? Why yeah. did they deny it then? They should have just said, yeah. I don't know, man. Also, so they were like, mind- Santa's real, but he's not going to ever give you anything <laughs> he's again. <not> coming back. <laughs> they thought it was a one-time thing. You know, maybe they thought someone in the playground would spoil it for me so they don't have to, you know? <laughs> okay. Wow. I have a distinct oh, memory of being maybe like in first grade and thinking, this just doesn't make sense. That he he could do all this and like there's just a lot of people in the world and I thought this doesn't make sense. It's but magic. Still, mm, magical. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just don't have that gene in me to be able to believe in things. I don't have that dog in me. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. No. That's what it means. <laughs> Believing in Santa is that dog. I actually literally don't know what that means. Sometimes I just sprinkle it into conversation. Hopefully someone will tell me like, yeah, you got it this time. Wait, you always <laughs> say that you don't have that dog and you're hoping someone will be like, correct, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's more likely that they would tell me that's not what that means. No, what no, does it mean? No, you have that dog. <laughs> does that no, just no. mean like I'm cool, I'm with it? No, uh, like, no, it's like so. having, like, a fighting spirit, basically. I got that dog oh. in me. Like, Can I pet like, that dog? Yeah, like, I'm tough. Don't mess with me. Yeah, oh, but then yeah. the joke is that people are always like, when I say I got that dog yeah. in me, I mean baby Snoopy or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, baby okay. Snoopy. So they're saying I do have that dog, but this is that okay. dog. And it's like It's a, a little cute, dog. Don't hurt me. Please. Or like a Muppet dog, Ralph or something. Don't hurt me. <laughs> Ralph, whatever his name is. I, yeah. I was worried it was a sex thing because for the longest time I thought Netflix and chill was literal. Like I didn't know that it meant, hey, you want to like Netflix and chill? Meaning like come over and well, it, <laughs> no, it started. Netflix. No, it started as literally people would say that and they were just hoping that someone it would turn into something more. And then it became such a trope that like you couldn't say it nonchalantly anymore because if you ask someone if they wanted to do that it was obvious yeah well I didn't even know it was hoping for something more because then if I said that to somebody they probably thought like you were saying it to co-workers or something (laughs) just like I don't know I would just say it to like casual friends or something or like what'd you do last night oh Netflix and chill well you would probably be like you want to come over and chill and we can watch Netflix that's different like that actually means you want to hang out at my house you gotta reverse the word order or just like chill totally and say it differently. Do you want to chill and flicks? <laughs> yeah. Chill and um, flicks. Santa, 
My story about Santa is that I'm trying to think. There were a couple things. One was my parents. Your parents one said it year, was demonic. Whoa. No, they liked him. One year they <laughs> they flew too close to the sun, and my mom wrote us this long letter from Santa that was like, "Look, I am giving you presents, but you were way too bad this year, and like what? I was this close <laughs> to giving you coal." And she what? wrote this long. It was a long note, and I was, and it was so long that I was like, "Wait a second, that's her handwriting." So we all knew it was her handwriting right away, and we said to my mom, but I think. Me and my sisters were basically like, Santa's real and he did bring us the presents. And my mom wrote this note separately to try to pretend that he said And you're it. like, now we're trashing the house because we're <laughs> mad at her. Well, no, <laughs> we were weren't really like bad. that. We were just like, he would never say that to us. So we just <laughs> knew, like, we thought, okay, he brought us the presents. And she saw that we got all the presents, but she was like, I want to try to make them be better. So I'm going to sneakily do this. So anyway, that's how we that, rationalized it. That kind of and makes then, a little bit of sense because it makes less sense for your mom to, like, get you presents, but then be like, you didn't deserve these, you little brats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's kind of in character. So then uh, the other thing was, I don't remember who it was exactly. It could have been my cousin or it could have been some of my friends at school because I was about a year younger than the kids in my grade Mm -hmm. and I think one of them told me like oh Santa's not real or whatever but I went home and asked my mom and dad and I'm like isn't Santa real and they were like yeah so then I went back and I'm like he is they said he was they would never (laughs) lie to me whatever so then anyway the kid was like no he's not like they're lying to you whatever what's wrong with that kid (laughs) I don't know so later I remember just like talking to my dad I was little I think I was I was six or I think I was six. I might have been seven, but I could have been six. But I remember I was like sitting on the toilet, swinging my legs because they couldn't reach the floor. <laughs> what? And I like no. had my you needed a squatty my body. chin on my fists, and I was just kind of sitting there. And I was like, Dad, Santa's isn't Santa real? And he was like, Wait, No, you didn't he's establish not. That Santa, that you, you didn't establish that your dad was in the room with yeah, you. Yeah, he wasn't that. in the room. He wasn't oh. in the room. The door was open though, and I was like talking to him. You yelled through the bathroom. Is Santa no, real? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't yelling. He was like in the living room, and I was in the bathroom off the living room, and I was just talking. I like and how I'm, like, you spent like multiple sentences. Like, was I six or seven or six or I don't know? It could have been one. <laughs> and then you did not establish that <laughs> when it's you're talking clear. to your dad, he's not just sitting there watching you poop or something. Whoa, he wasn't. I mean, he could have. I guess we were. I was little enough. No, I, six is old enough that you can six use. Six is the old enough, however you want. Yeah, yeah he was just around, yeah. and so anyway, and he's like, "No, he's you know, he's not real. Oh. Just don't tell your sisters." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Worst poop of my life. So did you tell him or did you keep it a secret? I would tell him. No, I I kept it a secret, but I was wow. shocked because I think at the time I kind of thought he wasn't real, but I was like, I want him to say that he is. You know, I was kind of asking because I'm like, he needs to reassure me. And then he was like, nah, he's not real. <laughs> wow. That doesn't surprise me about And my mom, later my mom, I think she was like, yeah, I was mad. Like, I thought you were too young. He shouldn't have told you right then. I wanted him to wait. <laughs> Aww. I did have one experience. I think also in first grade, maybe this is what made me come to the Santa realization was that um, on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. they had something where like, they oh a leprechaun's gonna come to the classroom and like leave little gifts when you're out doing other. That is things. not what they do, by the way. <laughs> Apparently not. Or there was supposed to be like some special surprise. I never found out what it is because guess what? The fucking leprechaun forgot to come to my classroom, <laughs> and I was so upset. I was waiting for it all day, and I would like you know because you'd go in and out and like go to the bathroom and go to lunch and go to other little special classes and stuff. And every time we came back, I was like, 
was it here? Was it here? Aww. And it was never there. <laughs> and then the end of the day came, and I, I think, think I leprechaun. asked the teacher or something. I was like, where's the leprechaun? And they said, oh, I think the leprechaun forgot. And Whoa. I was like, what? So they forgot. They're the leprechauns, right? Yeah. Oh, dang. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Why would the you say drained, that? The green color drained from her face, and she was like, I forgot. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I was crazy. so upset. You know what we should do um, in the future? We should have my sister Emily on to talk about, because she's a second grade teacher, so she probably mm. has a mix of kids who believe in Santa and don't. And we should kind of ask Whoa. her, like, how do you handle this? Do you have a kid who goes around spoiling it? I would like my sister and your sister to come on together, because she's a kindergarten teacher, and they can Whoa. compare notes. So it's like, instead of y'all, it's them impersonating Maybe. y'all? Whoa. Yeah, do I you have a sister who could join? <laughs> no, Your brother. I got two brothers. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Oh, a man. He yeah, could teach you some slang. He could teach you some Gen Z stuff, I think. Oh, gosh. Oh, how old's your brothers? How old is your brothers? The one that I keep in touch with, he's 21. Also, I just realized he hates when I introduce him as like a Gen Z character. He's like, can y'all just let me be me? Character. Because <laughs> don't you, <laughs> like a cartoon character, don't you talk all the time? Because I remember on the Bachelorette yeah. trip, which yeah. is where I met Nikita. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was like so much younger. Or how old are you? He's not. She's young too. Okay, y'all. Oh, God. Only 29, but, you know, I'm younger than y'all, but not oh, that young. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were going to say she's like 23 or No, I wish. I wish I had that, what? you know, eye skin of a 23-year-old. Eye skin, is that the word? Yeah, like the under eyes. Under eyes. That's the better word. Thanks I wish I that. had the eyeballs of a 23-year-old. <laughs> hey, if there's ever a serial killer who's like stealing the under eyes of <laughs> Gen Z people, uh, you'll know it's Nikita. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, stealing, yeah. stealing. Yeah. That's kind of a cool horror story, though. Let me save that for later. Okay. Yeah, stealing the under eyes. <laughs> and then you find out it's like um, Steve Buscemi or something. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. You and Steve You'd have to up. steal, like, the whole eye region. Eye oh, region. man. Okay, I am going to tell you something else. Uh, Steven and I are Wi-Fi uh, oh my god! I thought you were gonna say like Stephen and I are breaking up or something. Oh my god! If no, that's but, what you brought me here for, <laughs> yeah, to tell you so over Zoom. <laughs> no, no, but I'll tell you a story about that in a second. So our Wi-Fi is called like Wi-Fi, please, and the password is I am begging you. And Nikita, when he told her, she was you like, "You just told everybody. Do you want me to beep that, Stephen? No, I don't. There's different what stuff if they go mixed in, your, in. What if people listening? I said they. What if they go in your yard and take your Wi-Fi? They There's take different your Wi-Fi. special things mixed in so that they can't know from me saying it. Oh. But anyway. Um, she heard him. She was like, Steven, that's just such a crazy Steve password to have, whatever. (laughs) And then she was trying to log in over and over again. And she's like, am I spelling this right? And then she like clicks the visual thing and it's, I am banging you. I'm like, no. I really you're thought not that was the password. Right. She's got that horn dog in her. I maybe, maybe. On the Sunday. I am banging you. I have a kind of funny I'm banging Wi-Fi you. story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wi-Fi Before please, you, I'm banging you. Before you go to the Wi-Fi story from you, I was gonna tell you about me and Steven breaking up. So you remember how we have that little black cat oh that he doesn't like? Okay, yeah. Orion, yes. Orion. Nikita's like, I am she's putting her shoes on. She's putting her <laughs> yeah, shoes getting out of I can't here. handle this. I said, Steven, if we broke up, who would get which animals? And he's like, I don't want to think about it. And I said, Well, I know one for sure. And I was like, I would get Orion. 
And he, he was like, ha, ha, ha. And then I said, well, would the, uh, like, the other animals, would they go in pairs? Like, we would keep the puppies together. Why are you the talking cats about together. this? And he said, yeah, definitely. But then he said, actually, he would be happy for me to take all the animals, but he would take Orion. Wait. What? <laughs> what a plot twist. He wants the easy one. Which is crazy because... I- I really think Orion's his least favorite animal, but he was like, I guess he thinks it would be cool if he's like, you know, I'm starting out again. It's just me and a black cat. Okay. How could he leave Cassie? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, well, he knows all the animals like me the most, but maybe he's like, Orion's the one who could handle like being separated best. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've never asked Joshua that, but I have told not all my friends, but the ones who I think deserve it. Um, I've told them, if I die, I want you to date Joshua. Uh, Joshua apparently doesn't get date. a say. Date him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, who? you know what? Um, I think I told my friend Carrie this. She she has a boyfriend. You said the ones who deserve it. Is it punishment or reward? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the ones who I think he would get along with the best. I was like, yeah, you know what? If I'm gone, I want him to be happy. You guys get together. And as long like, as he happy. <laughs> as long as he happy. Um, I put it in my will, like, you must date Carrie or something. <laughs> Whoa. Does he know who uh, you picked? I, I may have told him at some point. I don't think it's a secret. I do this all the time. <laughs> Whoa. How many okay. people have you said should date him if you die? At least two. Oh, my gosh. Wait, imagine. <laughs> yeah. a or I would say you have my blessing. Or a bachelor show mm-hmm. where the main guy, his long lost partner or past par- passed away partner, has picked twelve women <laughs> to pick from as your next lover. Or spouse. no, I thought you were gonna say that would be good. I thought you were gonna say the bachelor, like you have a bachelorette, like for example, Rachel has yeah. that's you know takes has a bachelorette, takes a bunch of girls somewhere, and then at the house tells them, "You are you all, all the ones I've picked to, to marry Stephen <laughs> if <you>. I die." <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't tell any of my friends. Yeah, that would be weird. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess you just don't want him to be happy afterwards. I don't think he could. (laughs) Whoa, she's she's irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. He's pretty grumpy. I think I don't know anyone who's like upbeat enough to handle it. Wow. I'm definitely not upbeat enough. Although, Jackie, you do love washing dishes. And that's our biggest relationship problem. Jackie and the dishes. That's funny. That's my band name. What do you think, Nikita? Like, do you love your husband enough to bequeath a friend to him? Yeah. What would you... Wait, I forget. What did you say? If if you died, you told Rohit he has to wait like three years, right? Uh, I say a lot of things, but most of the time it's like, who are you <laughs> thinking about that's not me? What? <laughs> you should die right after me. Oh my God. I'm you so should die annoying. right after me. Right, yeah, die right after me. Like, what am I doing dead by myself? But also, yeah, when, I'm gonna be so bored <laughs> while we're alive. Nobody else has ever died. When, whenever he's doing something, I'll just like bother him by going like, "Hey, who is your ex girlfriend?" Wrong answer. <laughs> you had no ex girlfriends. It's me. I'm your ex and your current. Like, she I'll just, just be did really a, annoying. She, she just did a hand motion like she was swerving the wheel of a car. Like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> One more drive him off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, there is no other woman allowed near him. Unless I pimp him out, which is also on the table. Romantically, they're not allowed. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, okay, good. Because I'm like, I feel like I've hung out with him before. Oh, yeah, it's not that deep. Yeah, if friends hang out with him, whatever. But if you're I can't remember if I got to meet him at the wedding. I remember seeing him, but Nikita may have, like, threatened everyone with a knife to stay away from him. (laughs) 
He's like just isolated in one corner of their wedding. <laughs> Blink twice if you're okay, Rohit. <laughs> like only a male waiter can serve him with drinks. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. It's not. It's just me being funny um, and figuring yeah. out how long it takes him to like completely tune me out. <laughs> he is your ex boy. Oh, wait, you said no, you're not. his ex girlfriend. Yeah, well, that's true. Like, because Stephen is like Rachel's ex fiance, current Whoa. husband. Yeah. Current yeah. husband. Current um, husband. Oh, Jackie, tell us your Wi-Fi story, and then it, let's mm. dive into Dickens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dive into Dickens. That could be our yeah. uh, episode title. Well, that should be the mini series name. Ugh, too late. We're almost at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll release them all as a little mini show. Yeah. Oh, so whatever boring background. We have like a smart door, not smart door, but we have like a smart lock on our door, and it connects to the Wi-Fi. But then something changed. Blah blah blah. And long story short, we had to reset that and reset the wi-fi and it necessitated changing our wi-fi name for some reason which is sad because i've had the same wi-fi name like different iterations of it for like 10 years and it was it started out as like sagan hobbit five cats Mm because my ex-boyfriend who i dated like again over 10 years ago came up with this and he was like i think alone at my apartment when the wi-fi guy came and was like what would jackie like and he just named a bunch of things that I like. So Sagan Hobbit Five Cats he came up with. Good one good thing from the ex. Um so then every apartment I move into that after that I just up the number of cats. So like Sagan Hobbit six cats, Sagan Hobbit seven cats. So I think I was on like Sagan Hobbit nine cats or something. And <laughs> Joshua I couldn't but I, it wasn't working and so I called the tech people and I was on the phone with this guy in another country and we were like having a little bit of communication issues but like not too much and then Joshua somehow got it working right in the middle of the phone call so I had to be like oh wait never mind sorry to waste your time I figured it out and he said oh okay I see it now it is called um the bean zone and I was like (laughs) what what and I look at Joshua and I was like did you name our wi-fi the bean zone and he was like yeah and started laughing and I was like okay I was like so embarrassed. I was like, yeah, that's it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Because <laughs> Evangeline, uh, we call her Bean. So he called it the Bean Zone. End of an era for your Wi Fi name. I kind of like the But trend. it's still about cats. No, but the, the numbering system, that was elite. You can change it back. I don't know. It's too late now. The tradition is broken. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Maybe he was like, I'm sick of this holdover from her ex. We need to change it to something <laughs> okay, new. That yeah, sounds, fair. sounds like Joshua, very romantically jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, let's dive into this because um, the last thing I want to say is that I, I had a scary experience right before starting to record, which I'm still in the midst of <laughs> because I get a lot of stink bugs in this <laughs> floor of the house do you do you guys have those yeah do you guys know what i'm talking about a stink i know what you're talking about but i don't really get them in my house (laughs) okay i don't know why but in ohio and kentucky they're just like everywhere like i've never had a cockroach but i have stink bugs they're everywhere and they come in specifically on the third floor which i think is because it's the warmest up here or something stinkiest (laughs) yeah maybe now it is um but (laughs) literally every night i come out of the bathroom or i just come up to the room i and i think wonder where it'll be and I look and there's one on the wall and I always catch it and so and throw it away so it's not like it's the same one over and over again I'm just like oh I know there's gonna be one and sometimes there are two but I sat down to start recording and I smelled one but I can't find it oh gosh I'm really scared yeah 
I know they can't do anything bad to me, but they're freaky and they're big and stinky. Yeah, so I changed all my clothes because I was worried it was in my clothes. And also I got really scared and sweaty. So then I had to change all my clothes because I was scared. And I don't know where it is. So if during the course of this Wait, recording- Wait, sweaty I've, again? Are you less yeah, sweaty than Yeah, I'm still scared. I haven't found it. <laughs> no, I thought you said that you like changed your meds so you shouldn't be as sweaty. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I'm sweaty because of fear, not meds. So if I find it during this recording and shriek into the microphone, you'll know why. I kind of hope you do, because that'd be funny for me. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I know it's nearby and it's freaking me out. <laughs> you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's distract me by diving into Dickens. Diving in. I would say there's not that much to talk about. What about you? <laughs> I would say there's not that much to talk about, but there's a funny fact after we talk about it that I want to tell you. So if you know a funny fact about this story, don't say it. Do you know anything about the background? I, I just told you I know a quote that he said about it, but no, I guess I don't know anything about the background. Okay, good. Because I'll there's share it with you There's not much information about it out there. I did like google around to be like has anyone I did written too. about this seriously it was hard to yeah, find <laughs> i did too because uh, i mean you guys will hear as we explain it but afterwards i was like what, what the, the fuck, fuck? And so i just <laughs> wanted to read about it but there was like hardly any critical analysis but i did find something and i was like oh my god hmm, now is I'm... it gay is that why no <laughs> okay like how that was so your let's... first guess <laughs> so okay so it's called the Battle of Life, A Love Story, and it's by Charles Dickens, and he claims it is one of his, like, in his Christmas book series. And the inscription is, this Christmas book is cordially inscribed to my English friends in Switzerland. So hmm. Hmm. Okay. you expect, okay, there's going to be some Christmas stuff in there. Wrong. <laughs> Maybe it was a prank. He was pranking them. <laughs> yeah, he hates his English friends Old, in Switzerland. tiny, <laughs> dirty Santa, right? That's a dirty Santa gift. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Wait, Dirty Santa is pranking people? No, it's he's playing Dirty Santa with his friends by giving them this book, made them read it, only to find out there's no Christmas in here, bitches. Mm -hmm. I thought Dirty Santa was when you put on like thigh high boots and a red negligee and oh, pole dance or isn't something. That sexy Santa? That's just sex. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nikita's never had sex any other way. It always has to involve yeah. the pole and yeah, the Yeah, y'all don't do the Santa same? outfit. What? Y'all don't have your summer sexy Santa outfit? Fall sexy Santa outfit? Yeah, my, fall, my sexy, my dirty Santa fall outfit. <laughs> it's like hot girl summer, but dirty Santa fall. Okay. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Okay. Who wants to describe? Nikita, would you like to describe the plot? I will Briefly. take a stab. What I Do got it. from it is there's these two young women, which ages I'm still not sure on. But no yeah, right. they could be anywhere from like 12 to like 20, 20? something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I know they're four years apart. Right. Yeah. We, we know Just that. Just like you and which sister, which sister are you four years apart from, Rachel? Um, Any? Becca? Okay. So it's like Rachel and Becca and Rachel, that's not their name, but we're going to use it is betrothed <laughs> to some guy named Alfred. No, right? no, no, the younger one. The younger one. one, the younger so, one. So the oldest one is named Grace. Grace. And yes, the younger yes. one is Marion. Marion. And their their dad is a doctor. His name is Dr. what? It's like Dr. Jubbly or something. Jedler. Jedler was Dr. so Dr. Jedler. <laughs> you said Jubbly? Yeah. Or like Jubbly. Jubbly's fine. So Dr. Jedler 
And he has a young ward named Alfred, and Alfred is going to go get trained to be a doctor. Oh, that's what he was training yeah. for? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I don't really understand what kind of doctor he is, but I was reading really Normal. fast. Okay. <laughs> Country doctor. Yeah. And he's supposedly engaged to the younger one, Marion. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they live in a little tiny English village, which sounded so cute, and I want to live there so bad, but the thing is, it's <laughs> located on an old battleground from a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know, like, Well, whatever. the story <laughs> opens up with a description <laughs> of this battle. A and long it was like, description. It doesn't matter, yeah. though. He spends like three pages at the beginning talking about it, and then that's it. <laughs> that's it. That but, was annoying. It was crazy, though, right? Because I was thinking, I was even thinking to myself, like, man, we asked Nikita to be on this episode, and she's reading the story, and I was like, this isn't Christmas at all. There was horse blood all over the place. (laughs) That was so weird. It was so violent, (laughs) and it was like the sun shone down and illuminated all the blood, and everybody killed each other. dead sheep, and a bunch of bodies squished together. Yeah, and then they put all the bodies in there, and if all They always found bones among the wheat. And (laughs) And then they said, if the soldiers were to get up now and walk around the village you'd have dead soldiers looking in every window and every door and i was like that's creepy why did we need that visual why yeah i thought there would be some ghost stuff but nope this is the only only one of the five yeah you found that too nikita jacob here neither jackie nor nikita finished their sentences so i'll do it for them this is the only one of the five dickens christmas stories that involves no supernatural or religious elements at all lame yeah, I, I tried to do my research because like, oh my gosh, I'm like nervous about this. I need to do some homework and make sure I know what the heck I'm talking about, which I won't know what I'm talk- what we're talking about all the time because what the way they dialogue in the book is too, it's too old English for me. I have to... Too verbose. Yeah. <laughs> too flowery. Too flowery. Yeah. Um, that's Dickens for you. But yeah, so he opens up with like, there was this terrible battle, but then a really cute village was built on it. And this is where on top of all the bones of those dead soldiers, these two girls were hanging out dancing. So they're mm-hmm. two sisters, Grace and Marion. We find out Grace is ostensibly betrothed. And we keep saying like ostensibly or supposedly because every time someone mentions Alfred, she's like, oh, why do we have to talk she's about like, him? Yeah. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Let's not let's not worry yeah. about it. Or like he really loves you, Grace, and she's like Marion. Oh, sorry, I kept I said Grace, Marion. They're like, oh, he really loves you, Marion, and she's like, why well, didn't ask him to? Yeah. <laughs> so her, at one point, her sister's like, there has never been a truer heart in all the land, and she's like, well, I wish it wasn't so true. Right. Okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, she's cold as ice. <laughs> she does not want to be with him. I just don't understand why does everyone everyone's like, yeah, it's awesome that he loves you and that you're so in love with him and she's like don't worry about that <laughs> i wonder why they thought like because we don't even see any indication like oh it's clear that they you know hung out a lot as kids or you know they had this in common it's just like nope in like fact well we hear that yeah. grace her older sister and mm. alfred used to be best friends because it's so awkward like they're chatting and the doctor her their dad is like hey grace you remember when you and marion's fiance used to be best friends and you used to always say to yourself i shall never be happy if i'm not alfred's wife and she was like eh, yeah i don't really yeah maybe but uh, that <laughs> was a long time it. ago and i was like okay that is some heavy heavy foreshadowing okay, you're just dropping in there. i'm gonna say that made me really not like alfred because the entire book the narrator and everyone else is always like grace is the best she has the best personality like she takes care of everybody she's like she's just she's awesome she has like 
you know, just she's everything. She's not as pretty as Mary. Yeah, they're like, she's pretty, but she's not quite as pretty, but like her spirit is so much more beautiful or whatever. And so then literally the only difference is that Marion is younger and like prettier, but the other one's also pretty and has a better personality and they used to be best friends. So it's like, okay, so he just picked the one just that's like the worse, one. but yeah. slightly prettier. <laughs> well, there's not really anything wrong with Marion. She's just younger. No. And I, I yeah, don't think I there's mean, anything wrong with her either, but it's like, if you have two sisters, you spend so much time talking about best how friends great Grace with one, is. And you're always going on on about how she's like the best person, you know, obviously she wanted to marry you. And then for some reason you're like, let me get with the one that's slightly hotter, even though she's yeah. not as good. Like what? Yeah, and, and four it years just, younger. It just made me not like Alfred. I have to say from the beginning, I was kind of like, come on, dude. Well, we hardly ever get to hear anything from Alfred, but there's also a maid named Clemency who they, goes by Clemmy, and she's really sweet, but everybody's always calling her dumb, which is kind of sad. Everybody's like, oh, Clemmy, like, <laughs> you don't know anything. And she's like, I sure don't. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Also, yeah. she has, like, almost, she's almost supernaturally clumsy. They talk about how her joints, like, she has these deep pockets with a lot of stuff and that she's able to move her joints and bend them in, like, superhuman ways to reach into her pockets and get they made her look like a puppet yeah yeah they described her arms as belonging to someone else they were like yeah she has someone else's arms and then two different legs and like each arm and leg is from a different person and like she can't make them work together and she's always covered in scrapes we'll say if it's not obvious it's not literally that she has other people's legs like she's not a frankenstein lady (laughs) i don't understand why they made her so goofy but also then there's the other man mr Britain, little Britain. I liked that his ben, name Benjamin Britain, but not the not the pedophilic composer. There is a Benjamin Britain. Oh, I didn't know that. Who comes up later? Spelled a different way. What does Britain do? He also just works for the house, so he's like kind yeah. of an older guy, like a doorman. And him or and Clemency are always talking. Yeah, yeah, something. But anyway, that's like all the characters right now. Um, no, the lawyers too, right? The lawyers. Yes. Okay. Sorry. There's also two lawyers who are like involved and they come over and like sign papers for Alfred to be not the doctor's ward anymore. Yeah. Because he's going away to get trained and they're like, okay, you're an adult now. So you're not a ward of Dr. Judler anymore. So come sign the papers. And their names are Snitchy and Crags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Great But it is something like that. I wanted Rachel's opinion on these lawyers to see like, you know, was she offended by their depiction? Because I don't think they were depicted as gentlemen if you know what i mean i could not believe because from their names and this is another thing dickens always does is like he'll name the bad character something like stupid sounding or yeah. like comical in, it's not just comical. bad guys just like rubes that you should laugh at get funny names you've got scrooge you've got tackleton from the cricket on the hearth you've right. got snitchy and crags but snitchy and crags i thought were actually kind of cute characters like they didn't end up doing anything bad no, they didn't. They're just I funny. Think... I thought it was funny when they're talking to the doctor and Dr. Jedler's like, the world is all a joke. And they're like, what about the law? And he's like, yeah, that's a joke, too. And they're like, no, it's not. And yeah. I, I'll say it is. <laughs> Wait. So Dickens hated lawyers. So I think he was trying to make them look ugly like that. He did. Like, I think he just didn't. He probably didn't like the profession. Did he try to be a lawyer or something? That's or did he read. work for lawyers? Something. something like that. He was around it and he hated it. Like he didn't get in. Um... Or he he might have been like a clerk or whatever and then he was like this sucks yeah <laughs> something about it really irked him and so he yeah, portrays he just was not a fan of the law as a profession <laughs> as a profession uh, so yeah. many of the writers that we cover we haven't done a dickens bio episode yet but so many of the ones we cover 
at some point try to become lawyers and then are like, no, I must write. Or they do become lawyers and they hate it or their parents pressure them into becoming lawyers and they say, no, thank you. Yeah. I I don't know. I shouldn't have guessed that he didn't get in because in Victorian times, I think you barely had to be able to read or anything and you could have been a doctor or a lawyer or anything. Yeah, it was was really easy to do. A low bar. (laughs) Get it? Bar? Bar joke? Yep. Oh, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Got to sneak them in there once in a while. (laughs) Let's say the the funny the funny thing about Snitchy and Crags were so they were lawyers together. They had a shared office, and Snitchy had a habit where whenever he was saying something and he felt like both of them would say it, he would always say like for self and Crags and like speak for both of them. So he would be like, for self and crags, good morning, <laughs> or whatever. It's like the royal self instead of royal we, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like referring to himself in the third person as though. Um, but there's also a lot of talk about their wives. Like Mrs. Snitchy mm-hmm. hates Mr. Crags, and Mrs. Crags <laughs> hates Mr. Snitchy. And but they they're always friends. talk to each other. Yeah. They talk yeah. to each other, and they're just like, something bad's going on in that office. They spend too much time there. They together. hate the I office. I bet they're telling secrets. I'm like, yeah. these ladies think their husbands are having an affair. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. they should all just swing. That would be great for everybody, right? They they all but they all but explicitly said like these guys are too close. What's going on? They, like, yeah, they also, pretty much. Yeah. They say that like the couples are like good friends though and hang out all the time. It's just both wives hate the other wife's husband. <laughs> yeah, and at one point they have a dance and the husbands and the wives switch partners and dance and they're like doing a great job and having fun. And I'm like, what is with these weirdos? <laughs> it's a weird relationship. What a weird. They had no other i guess people to hang out with i guess yeah which that's what i thought about in terms of the romance in this book Uh, they had the best romance of all you should have met some more (laughs) people okay so i'm gonna real briefly just go over the whole plot okay so that's the characters so grace and marion and then their dad and then alfred and then the two lawyers and then there's also another character who we'll introduce and his name is michael warden normal name which lets you know he's not evil and he's not um, like for comic effect because his name is totally normal. Regular yeah. Joe. So here's mm-hmm. regular Joe, regular Mike. So here's what happens. You've got Grace and Marion and it's Marion's birthday and Alfred comes by and the doctor is like, hey, everybody's going to have breakfast together because this is the day that Alfred stops being my ward and he's going to go off for three yeah, years it's and also train Alfred's as a doctor birthday. somewhere else. It's also Same Alfred's birthday. Same birthday as Marion. So they have a big breakfast and Snitchy and Crags come over and everyone signs the letters and the papers and all of that. And Dr. Jedler is like, everything's a joke, blah, blah, blah. Nothing is serious. So Alfred goes off for three years and then it cuts to the three years later and now it's Christmas time. And I was like, oh, finally. Here's this is the Christmas. only Christmas. The only Christmas <laughs> And they, they quickly move on. <laughs> it's quickly moved on. So now it's, oh, we're throwing a party because Alfred has finished his training and he's coming back. And aren't you so excited, Marion? Aren't you so excited? He's coming back in like, one month because he just sent a letter. So it's they get a letter from Alfred that says he'll be back in a month. And they're like, we're going to throw a party. The same day as they get the letter, we meet Michael Warden, who if oh, yeah. we, turn, we find out he's talking to the lawyers. He has like a ton of property, but he's in a lot of debt. And the lawyers are like, we can fix this for you so you don't have to sell everything, but it'll take a while. And you're going to have to leave the country and you will <laughs> not have a lot of money to live off of. You can get a couple hundred pounds a year. And here's the thing. He's complaining. And I'm like, get a job. You're getting a couple hundred pounds to do nothing. Like, but he's like, how can I possibly live off of that? It's like, you're, 
It's just free money. Wait, wait. How how was this scheme working? Like, how were the lawyers executing this? I don't friend? understand the business <laughs> he, part. <laughs> Because they basically, they're like, what we need to do with your property is like, we need to like rent it out to people and have okay. income from it and pay oh. off your debts. So, because he is like, I can't live off we of a couple Airbnb hundred pounds shit. a year because I've been spending thousands of pounds a month. I'm like, this is going to be crazy. And so then they, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, we know. That's why you're in debt. So, why does he have to leave town? Yeah, that's why he got to leave. <laughs> I think maybe England. Probably it would have cost more for him to live. So they're like, you need to go to Europe where it's cheaper for a while. Oh, you know what? You'd get arrested <laughs> if you didn't Maybe. pay your debt. That's how Charles Dickens' <laughs> yeah. dad went to jail. So Right. He, he They would have put you yeah. in a pauper's grave. While you're still alive, <laughs> yeah. you go straight in a pauper's grave. That's how I understand they work. Can we finally thank our new patron, Jordan? <laughs> oh, do it. Thanks, Jordan. Nikita, you can do it. Oh my gosh, Jordan, thank you so much for taking my spot that we all know I gave up. No, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> excuse me, there's not a set number. I know, I know. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for being a the patron number is of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to Andy for increasing your donation. Um, you are now a, ooh, what is that called? A Not a loose cannon. We'll we'll find out. Here's something. You you went up a whole level. Thank you. No, I think you went up two whole levels. Thank you. Yeah. You're gonna get a sticker. Rachel's gonna send it to you soon as soon as I find Mm -hmm. your address. Um Mm -hmm. and all the other perks that come along with that. And thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Andy. Yeah. And hey, if you're someone listening, maybe you've never been a patron before. Maybe you've let your patronage lapse. And maybe if you're on this podcast, you may have let your patronage (laughs) lapse. Maybe you'd like to restart it. (laughs) If you'd like to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon. Canon is spelled C-A-N-O-N as always. And there are various levels. If you start at the level that's $3 a month, you get access to our bonus content. And then you can go up from if there. If you go to $5 a month, you get a sticker and some other benefit. 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 Yeah, you can to- check. I recommend that you check it out for yourself. But yeah, Rachel, anyway. but we have to sell it by saying what some of them are. Obviously, we're trying to be you mysterious. Also get a shout out. No, we're not shout being freaking out. mysterious. Stickers. Stickers. You know, bonus content. You should give I'm, a phone call. Wouldn't that be cool? Like they pay you maybe. amount and then you give them a phone call to like have a We'll call you a if fire you want. the cannon one on one. Yeah, we'll call you whatever. <laughs> whatever you want. Just tell me what you want, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Wait, now do we be is that like sex work almost? <laughs> No, no it's sorry. not a phone sorry. sex call. It's just phone call. Normal phone call. Normal phone call. It's chill in Netflix, not Netflix and yes. chill. There you go. All right. Cool. All right, back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> but so just real quick. So we meet him during that time. And then also Marion is like, oh, no, he's coming back in a month. He's coming back in a month. And we still don't know why she's freaking out about this or why she doesn't want to marry him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Warden, while he's talking about this, he says to them... You know I was living with Dr. Jedler. I'm in love. And they're like, please tell us it's with a rich heiress. And he's like, nope. Oh, yeah. And they're like, no. <laughs> is it one of his daughters? And he's like, yep. And they're like, please, not the youngest one. And he's like, it's the youngest one. <laughs> and they say, like, well, you know she's engaged. And he's like, uh, she doesn't seem like she wants to be engaged. And they said, well, he's a really great guy. And he's like, I don't care. I don't know him. I'm not his friend. I don't owe him anything. I'm going to try to win her heart. And I think I'm going to be able to do it. And they said, but you have to leave right now and he's like I'm not gonna leave right now I'm gonna leave in a month so the same day that Alfred is supposed to come back he's leaving so he's like I'm gonna try to win her over and they're like phew well at least he's leaving in a month and not three months 
So oh, yeah, here's the okay, other now. thing. Is that no, because, so now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we cut a little bit later. But um there's one night a knock at the door and Clemency and Britain are sitting together. They're kind of cute too. We're not going to go into their story, but we will like, a little bit, but not right now. Everybody's like, "Clemmy, you're never going to get married." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm too dumb and my Aww. arms don't belong to me." Um dang. And so he's like, "Yeah, maybe I'll get married one day too, but not right now or whatever. So they're not married. They're just friends. They're like work friends. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they work in the same house and live in the same house. There's a knock at the door and they're like, oh my God, what is this? And then Marion, the youngest pretty daughter, comes running out and is like, don't tell anyone, Clemmy. But she goes outside like, and there's Michael me. Warden. Yeah, like don't yeah. tell anyone. Oh, the funny thing is the whole time she's talking to him, Clemmy keeps being like, don't do it. You you need to keep thinking about it. Like think about Alfred and she's like, already did. And she's like, think about your dad and sister. And she's like, already did. Yeah. Thanks for telling me, but I did this. She she's tried. Like, she tried. Yeah, don't make this any harder on me. <laughs> yeah. She, she tried. But she, she tells the maid like, you can come with me while I talk to him or I'm going to do it by myself. So the maid is like, I'll go with you. So they're like holding hands around a door frame. So the maid is like inside and they're holding hands, and she's outside talking to him. Yeah. So now we're like, oh, this is why she didn't want to marry Alfred. She's actually mm-hmm. into Michael. <gasps> so, but we're yeah. like, okay, but he has to leave. So now it cuts to the night of the party, and it's snowing, and it's cold, and he talks a whole lot about how, like, it's all cheerful inside, and I'm like, this sounds great. I wish I was at this party. And they're like, when is Alfred going to come? He's going to come at, like, midnight or so. So they're waiting, yeah. and they're waiting, and they're dancing, and blah, blah, blah. They're so nice. They waited that late for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be in bed. <laughs> you wouldn't have stayed up that late for a guy you haven't seen in three uh, years. I think I'd be like, hey, let's all, you know, take a beat, go to sleep. I'll catch you for brunch the next day. <laughs> <laughs> if there was no internet, you know you would have stayed up all night for this party. Like, nothing happens. <laughs> this is the only thing yeah, right? in this whole town. Yes. What else are you going to do? Sleep. So Alfred comes and he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna sneak around the back and surprise them. So he goes up to the back door and Clemency comes flying out and she's like, don't come in here, Alfred. And he's like, what? Why? And she's like... Just I don't stop. know. I feel like something bad is happening. <laughs> she doesn't have an and excuse. Then there's a, <laughs> yeah, she's not good at lying. And then there's a scream, and Grace comes flying outside and faints on the ground, and everybody's like, she's gone. And he's like, what? Who's gone? Marion's like, dead. <laughs> he's Whoa. like, he's dead? And they're like, no, she's just gone. And nobody will talk to him, and he's like, why isn't anybody telling me what's going on? Or like, what's happening? But it turns out... Marion has fled and she left a letter saying, I'm so sorry, but I'm leaving. And she did it like she was at the party. She yeah. did it like the minute he showed up. <laughs> and I was like, why did you have to make such a dramatic exit? You could have yeah. just been like, oh, hi, Alfred, and have a nice night and then maybe leave the next morning. You know, you could have done that. Where do you think she or like how do you think she disappeared? Like they would have had a horse or she went on foot? She well, we find out later that she had like written. Well, we'll we'll get to it in a second. Okay. But yeah. So yeah. anyway, she flees. Now it cuts to six years later. And yeah. now Grace and Alfred are married, just they, like I kind of expected and they would be. Creepily, their kid, their child named Marion. They have a little daughter named Marion. And we find out the way they got together is they just started like hanging out a lot and like talking about like reminiscing their about Marion. And yeah. then one day Alfred was like, "Should we get married on her birthday?" That's and Grace so was weird. like, "Yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. that's so weird." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, now Clemency and Mr. Britton are married. That's really cute. Um, They've got kids of their own. Which, okay, but here's what I don't like. So, okay, basically the way they got together is she comes clean to Dr. Jedler and she's like, yeah, she ran away with Michael Warden. You know, I knew about it, whatever. 
and so he sorry. fires and he's her. like get out of my house yeah. yeah he fires her and later oh, he yeah, regrets yeah, yeah. it but so he fires her but so mr Britton realizes like i really miss hanging out with her so then he's like hey you want to get married and she's like yeah okay <laughs> no other way to hang out <laughs> yeah and then they open the airbnb right they own a little yeah inn. so yeah they opened right. an inn <laughs> they do called the what was it called the something the nutmeg the, grater oh nutmeg grater because she has a nutmeg grater and a thimble with writing on it yeah and so she's like yeah i know how to read i can read the nutmeg grater just that Whatever. one phrase so question yeah. about that yeah the nutmeg grater has inscribed on it forget and forgive and then the thimble has inscribed Do on it to others as, as you would have done unto have them done unto you and yeah. you would unto you <laughs> <laughs> do unto others as you would have yourself do unto others whoa that's a lot of words can we shorten that <laughs> how'd she write that on a thimble ain't those small she bought it already engraved i guess oh. So they have this in and a stranger stops by and they realize it's Michael Warden and he's dressed all in black and they're like, oh my God. Oh no, Grace is dead. No, Marion is Marian. dead. Marion, yeah. That's what Whatever. she thought, Marian. right? <laughs> they're kind of interchangeable. But no, before we get to that, the nutmeg grater, it turns out, is one of his properties. And when she gets back from her errand, one of Michael's properties, and they were renting it from him. When she gets back from the errand, she has, like, a bill that's like, oh, Michael Warden, he's selling all his properties. Oh, right. And he's going to remain abroad. So she brings it home because she's like, oh, no, that means Grace is never coming back or Marion's never coming back. The other thing that I don't like about the relationship, the narrator says that Mr. Britton, like, always thinks to himself, like, wow, I'm such a great guy for marrying her. And he yeah. kind of, like, looks down on her. Oh, but that yeah, the narrator's true. like, but everyone else would say, like, no, she's great. She's the reason that he's, like, a better a person now and man. successful. And, yeah. like, she does so much stuff around the house. And she's, like, so nice. And, like, everybody else would think that. But he just, because she's such a humble person, he, like, accepts her opinion of herself. And so he's like, wow, I did such a nice thing. And he thinks that the reason that she was such a good wife is like, this is my just reward for, you know, stooping so low as to marrying her. <laughs> but he does love her, but he does but they have a good like I know. Yeah. yeah, they have banter. They get along. They have banter. That's as good as true love. But <laughs> the narrator says he feels like he, like, condescended to marry her, which I don't yeah, like that for her. I'm happy they have a good marriage and little kids and stuff. Is that like Dickens subtweeting his actual wife who he didn't really like Maybe. or whatever? I wonder Maybe. what their relationship, what it was like at this point in oh, his I'll life. Oh, I'll tell you. I don't, I'll tell you. Don't oh worry. Gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, is this your funny fact? I doubt it. <laughs> Anything what? about their relationship is not funny. <laughs> it's close. It's it's related. It's related. So, um, okay. So that happens, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's all in black, and he's sad." So she's like, "I just knew from that, mm -hmm. without him having to say it, I knew she was dead." So she tells her husband, "She's like, Mister Britton, run and tell the Jedlers that Marion's back." And Michael's like, "No," and she's like, "Oh my gosh, Mister Britton, run and tell the Jedlers that Marion's dead." And then Michael's like, "No, no, no, stop." listen <laughs> so he explains to them what really happened but we don't get to know yet right and we find out unfortunately because snitchy shows up we find out crags is dead but snitchy keeps saying self and crags but now he's like from self and crags deceased, deceased. <laughs> which is so sad they were best I know. Friends. Friends. and it's like I he know. has to keep reminding himself that he's dead yeah. he's like yeah me and crags was dead. But he still knows. He's like, I sometimes convince myself Craggs is still alive. And he also always yeah. knows what Craggs would have said. So I guess he can yeah. still speak for him. I bet his wife is extra mad, actually, because, like, I Mrs. Craggs. <laughs> yeah. She's like, or Mrs. Snitchy. 
no. Well, Mrs. Snitchy hated yeah. that guy, but he's he's still like so hung up on him. Even though yeah. he's like, <laughs> dead. I wonder if she killed him. Oh, whoa! No, that's a spinoff. No a spin-off. Oh. Yeah, that's a spinoff. That's the true crime <laughs> spinoff of <laughs> the Christmas story. <laughs> um, Battle of life. But so now it cuts to the garden, and it's Marion's birthday and Alfred's birthday. But it's six years after the three years, so it's nine years from the and their wedding anniversary. Creepily their enough, their wedding anniversary is so wild. <laughs> and so Grace is saying, "I keep this letter for Marion where she left close to my heart." But Alfred, there's something I never told you about it. The letter that she got from Marion said basically like hey i know that once i'm gone alfred will eventually start to be into you and i want you guys to be together and i don't want like don't fight it like let yourself also be in love with him and get together and it'll be great but she had never told that to alfred yeah that the letter said it yeah yeah and alfred said there's something i'm gonna tell you too which is that by the end of the day on this day you will know the true story of everything. And she's like, but but Alfred, the sun's going down now. It's going down. Like, what? I still I'm don't know. know. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you're going to find out soon. And she's like, but Alfred, mm-hmm. the sun's almost down. And he's like, the messenger's at the gate. And she's like, what's at the gate? And he's like, the messenger <laughs> is at the out. gate. So she goes down to the gate and there's Marion in a white dress. And my dumb ass still thought she was dead. And I was like, a it's ghost. the ghost of Marion. Because I was I expecting thought so too. It. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, thought so too? I thought it was a ghost. I was like, yo, this is fine. Something's finally happening. I was like ready for some, you know, <laughs> yeah. psychotic breakdowns or Something's whatever. finally happening. But it wasn't as yeah. dramatic. But no, it's actually Marion. Yeah, she's alive. And she's like, dear Grace, I actually did love Alfred very much, but I could see that you loved him too, even though you were first. trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you yeah. loved him first. And because you would do anything for me, you were like a mom to me after our mom died. Yeah. And you're right. so good and everybody knows you're amazing. Also, I know that you guys would have been a better couple. Yeah. So she's like, I know you loved him, and I bet that even though he loved me, once I was gone, he would love you too. So I had to make you guys think. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I had to make him think that I was gone forever. So I didn't elope with Michael Warden, but I made you guys think I did. And I've been living with my aunt the whole time. Nobody she's like right down the road. Yeah, like nobody checked with her. She's been living with Dr. Jedler's sister for (laughs) nine years. No, sorry, six 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 years. years. And we find out, though, that Dr. Jedler also, by this point, knew that Marion was with his sister. He found out like a year ago. Yeah, they had had like a falling out, but eventually he was like, you know what? I'm going to visit her and bury Mm -hmm. the hatchet. And then his daughter was there. (laughs) Whoa. Oops. Wait, why didn't he tell Grace and Alfred for a full year? She didn't. She didn't want them, him to. She was like, I'll reveal everything eventually. Like, it's been five years of them being married, but I'm not yeah. sure he loves her enough. So let's and wait one more. Alfred also more. found out randomly that Grace oh, yeah. or that Marion was alive and living with the sister. And then. So only poor Grace didn't know. So yeah. she shows up on her birthday and their wedding anniversary and was like, Look, I loved so him. Dramatic. He loved me. I took myself out of the picture because I knew I'm so beautiful, basically, that he wasn't going to yeah. love you unless I made him notice you by pretending to be married to someone else and so michael warden she the reason she talked to him was because she was like can you help me achieve my scheme so she had already asked her aunt can i live with you and the aunt was like sure and i guess my guess is that michael like helped her get there sure let's play a cruel joke on your whole family and break this boy's heart instead of just having a conversation therapy asap (laughs) 
handsome. <laughs> so, and Marion, well, I feel like if I were Grace, I would be like, what the fuck? Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did this on purpose? Like, yeah. You couldn't have told me years ago. Right. And how did you know that Alfred was just going to transfer his love to me? Like, transfer. we're interchangeable people. Thank also, what a freak <laughs> that he would do that. Like, yeah. he's he's only met two women in his whole life, I guess. Basically. Yeah. So town. he's got to get Small with town. one of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So risky play that I guess worked out, but... So so Grace is like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's like a very happy ending. They're like, oh, mischief managed. And then they go back inside. And then Michael Warden, who is there, oh, yeah. comes and <laughs> I guess I guess does marry Marion. And I don't know that she loves him. No, but did they get married? Like, okay. I thought it was like he just stuck around. At first he was like, I'm really sorry for like tricking y'all. I'm going to leave town. But then he's like, eh, stuck around. And The made- last paragraph says... The narrator is like, I heard that they got married, but who knows? You hear a lot of things these days. Oh, like, that's yeah. the last paragraph. Yeah. 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 He says, like, I heard that Michael actually didn't leave and didn't sell his house, but moved into the neighborhood and mm-hmm. those two got married. But, uh... So then was so. the whole story a lie? Like, is this narrator no, just drunk you're, and like... you're supposed to think everything else definitely happened. You're just mm. not sure if Michael and Marion get married. Really? I kind of like the other way. But also, yeah, <laughs> we do know how old Michael is. And we know Michael is like 36 at the end of the story. That's kind of old. But we don't yeah. know how old Marion is. Oh my gosh, right. And Clemmy was like 30, right? So at the very beginning... At the Clemmy very beginning. So she's that was slightly old. older than Michael. Yeah. If for well, a woman, that's so old. But for a man, he's a spring chicken. That's why I'm saying like Marion and Grace must be like 18 and 22 or something like that. That's what I was picturing. When when the story started and they said two girls were dancing and they I were acting they were like really 12. young. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought Marion was maybe like seven and Grace whoa, was like 11. That's so young. I know that's not how old they were, clearly, but I thought so. So, okay, we do actually know normally a male ward, that part would end when he turned 21. Mm -hmm. So if he and Grace are the same age, then that means that Marion was 17 at the start of the story. So by the end of the story, she's 26 and Mm. Michael is 36, which is fine. So now let me tell you. Let me tell you the it's fact. Okay. fact. <laughs> Yay, I've been waiting. So the one the one thing that I did find that was like beyond the most basic like summary of this basically was um, an essay <laughs> that someone wrote. And I can tell you the name of it. Hold on, let me find it. It's called Mary Hogarth and the Battle of Life Dilemma, Fidelity in a Dickensian Christmas Book by Nicholas Clark at the University of Otago English Department. This was written in 1997. I don't know where the University of Otago. I thought you said Nicholas Sparks for a second. I was like, Nicholas Sparks? (laughs) When did he get involved? No. (laughs) Oh, it's in New Zealand, University of Otago. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Looks pretty. So Mary Hobarth uh, from the title of this essay. So when Dickens married his wife, who I think was named Catherine, it was common that the younger unmarried sister of the wife would move in with the with her older sister and her husband to like help take care of the house and take care of things yeah and this is who the sisters are based off of is Car- uh, Catherine and her younger sister mary which sounds a lot oh, like marion oh so they got married when dickens was 25 and the younger sister mary was 17 so, oh gosh okay they moved in together 
And there were lots of reasons for us to think that Dickens was maybe being creepy with Mary, that he was yeah. like into her. I have the ick. Yes. But and there could day, have even been an affair. Ick, maybe. She was 17, which is how old Marion was at the start of this story, apparently. Mary suddenly died, like just one day fell down and died, like Aww. in the kitchen at the age of 17 and died in Dickens's arms. And she, he said, like, yeah, she was alive for a little bit because she, like, sipped some brandy out of my hand. And I'm like, did you pour brandy in your hand and, like, feed it to her? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> She's like, hey, let me get let me get one of that little before bird. I go. Can I get one last little? <laughs> I need one shot for the road. Yes. <laughs> I would do that if I was about to die. Yeah, she got a DUI, yeah. di- dying while intoxicated. You want to die um, with alcohol in your mouth? <laughs> something. I need a little something for the road. Yeah, yeah, but that was the Victorian times as he was like, I don't have anything else. Pour some brandy in her. So, but she died anyway. And he was apparently heartbroken because maybe he was in love with this 17-year-old. And he eulogized her and said, like, I don't think a more perfect creature has ever walked the earth or ever breathed. Oh, she was my God. goodness embodied. Yeah, just the most perfect being. I'm pissed. I think we've <laughs> talked about this, but it's possible people haven't, um, haven't heard it. I'm so annoyed. Specifically for this purpose, that she's the same age and he basically named her after her and was like yeah her older sister was fine too but she wasn't as pretty but yeah Marion was great I want to fight Charles Dickens right now I can't believe he said that out loud yeah Grace in the story is better though like the narrator says Grace was better than Marion which is like suspiciously nice to his wife I don't know that I interpreted the narrator as saying that they he said Grace was amazing and the most like self-sacrificing person ever he doesn't say Marion was worse he just doesn't say that about Marion. Definitely a lot of people say it. And he's dedicated this story. He dedicated this to his Swedish, Swedish do, friends. No, his English friends in Switzerland. In Switzerland. <laughs> why do they care? Is this some tea? Like this is this is drama. If I was a Swedish English friend in Switzerland, I'd eat this up actually. It's a great gift. You'd be like, I don't want this one. You should have dedicated the Christmas carol to me. <laughs> that yeah, why did you awesome. give me this one? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But then also, like, the point of the five Christmas stories, Dickens said, was to, like, strike a blow for the poor. It was all about his social commentary. But what, commentary. what does that have to do with this one? Yeah. Yeah. He was mean to the poor in this. There's none in this one. Maybe just the debtor part where Michael has to leave the town. But Michael's not, like, the most sympathetic character in this. No, definitely like, not. Also, well, Alfred... He does say that Alfred doesn't ever become rich, but he was, like, really well-respected and was, like, a great doctor and never charged people that much money. So maybe he was like, look. There's, like, no rich people in this story. They're all just kind of, like, doing fine in a village. Michael becomes rich at the end. But he's, like, such a not important part of the story, really. He was irrelevant, right? Where's the big overarching... There's no theme. Like theme or or where's that little yeah. boy where's that oliver twist boy yeah where's the little guy needs some gruel <laughs> tiny tim we need tiny tim <laughs> he, he he did this is from the preface that dickens wrote in, in the original collection of christmas stories he said the narrow space within which it was necessary to confine these christmas stories rendered their construction a matter of some difficulty and almost necessitated what is peculiar in their machinery My purpose was, in a whimsical kind of mask which the good humor of the season justified, to awaken some loving and forbearing thoughts, never out of season in a Christian land. So he's like, look, this story is not very Christmassy, but it's supposed to, like, make you feel lovingly, which is a good Christmas emotion. (laughs) 
I thought the best love story in this whole thing was Snitchy and Craig's. Like, they had the truest love. Yeah, that was great. Work besties. What do you guys think about this? I thought it was weird. I liked it fine. Weak. Weak sauce. Weak is a really good description. I feel like a kid, a little kid might like it because they would be like, what? Really? Intrigue. I have to say, when I was, I was intrigued. Like, when I was reading it, I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, what's or like, happen? when are we going to get a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> And I finally thought we had one, but I was sad because I was like, no, she thinks this is her sister and she's alive. She's going to be disappointed when she evaporates into mist. And I was like, no, she actually, that's her. She, <laughs> She's fine. That would have been so lit. As a novella, I would eat that up. You should write this. Why don't you write this, Jackie? <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. The thing is, he knocked it out of the park with the first Clearly. one and then all the other ones suck. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll take, I believe y'all. Don't you think? Did any? Did you like the other two, Jackie? Because um, I I really liked the Christmas Carol. The Cricket on the Hearth was okay. Yeah, the Cricket okay. the Carol was great. Um, it was so good. And then none of these are even good. So the other three, they were split up into chapters that were like thematic. So the Carol yeah. was like stave one, stave two. I was two. so excited to get to the that. The chimes were like yeah, like bell whatever one or the bell one, toll one, two something o'clock. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then the cricket had this chirp one, chirp Chirps. two, or something like that. This one is just like part one. Part one. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> part two. <laughs> that sucked. As soon as I saw part one, I was like, this one's not going to be good. Oh, man. And it's a battle, so you would think there would be, you know. Yeah, the battle comes up occasionally. Occasionally they're like, oh, love is a battlefield, and that's it. I wish. This was not a battlefield. Yeah. This was a little skirmish. Right. Maybe a skirmish. But it wasn't. I wish love was a battlefield, Nikita <laughs> All the good songs, all the romantic songs, there's like a battlefield or yearning or like drama. This yeah. love felt kind of bleh. Yeah. The title comes from a point in the very beginning when Alfred says like the battle of life is one we're all fighting. And at that moment, Marion was like, damn, he and Grace should be together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They should fight on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> Against herself. Yeah, I don't know what her deal was. Mm. Anyway, it was weird. I guess the reason she felt like she had to leave was she couldn't say to him, like, I don't love you because she did. So she was yeah. like, if I broke it off with him, he would be like, why? And I couldn't just say, I think my sister would be a better match. Yeah. Yeah. And then Grace would never have agreed to it because Grace is self-sacrificing and she would have yeah. said, no, Mary, and you have him. This so, family has communication issues. I'm yeah. starting to notice a generational pattern. <laughs> That's something that the essay also talked about, which I don't agree with everything this essay says, but it was it was interesting. But another thing it says is like, Grace puts up a wall between these two sisters who are supposed to be like the ultimate closeness and ultimate love because Grace is not saying, like actually expressing what she feels and neither is Marion. Mm -hmm. So they've got this like alien relationship between them. So my question is, and this actually does not have anything to do with the fact that I said I would bequeath Joshua to my friends after I die. <laughs> but let me ask you this. If you and your sister or your best friend or something were in love with the same guy and he loved you would you love your sister or your friend enough to say you know what even though i love him back you should go take him let's just pretend we're interchangeable people in this scenario and he could easily transfer his love to her if i thought they would be a better couple then i feel like how would maybe, you know i don't know i mean she knew him really well because they grew up together so she knew their person both of their personalities really well and she saw that they were like best buds and everything so potentially if i also if i thought he only liked me for my looks 
<laughs> maybe. But she's almost as good of a person. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I I couldn't envision that scenario. Like, I don't even see how I could get into that situation. But I have to say no. I think if I was in love with a guy, truly, and I knew he loved me back, I'd be like, sorry. I can't. Sorry. Just, I'm with you. I'm not just going to go you. live with my aunt for six years. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go that far for so sure. So to give you a chance. I definitely would not go that far. <laughs> Where would you go? But would you I go across town know. or across state lines? <laughs> how far is far? I, don't, I wouldn't. I would probably, I don't know what I would do. I think if I really felt like they would be a better couple and if I thought like, look, the problem is if we got married the entire time we were together, I would always be thinking like he would have been a better couple with my sister. Then I could see myself being like, yeah, I just need to find someone else. But I would just tell her and I think I could lie very easily and be like, sorry, I'm not into him. Except she wasn't good at lying. Everybody was like, why is she being so weird? <laughs> she would like stutter like. Uh, uh. But I I could. I wouldn't have to leave for six years. I could be like, I, I don't like him. And if they were like, but you look so sad, I would say I'm just sad because I don't want to break his heart. Like it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> but Alfred would pine forever if you were even there. You had to make him no, think no, you no. were like... No, no, no. You just have to make him think he's beyond your reach by saying, I'm not into you and I never could be. Apparently, Alfred would never have believed she was truly beyond his reach unless she married another guy and disappeared forever. <laughs> I don't know. Boys are kind of dumb. They're not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have pulled one over on him. <laughs> Michael, she was engaged to the other guy and Michael was like, I don't care. <laughs> You know, so mm. how much? <laughs> yeah, Michael. Michael didn't give a fuck. I like Michael. I would rather be with Michael than freaking Alfred. <laughs> He's funnier. After his debt is cleared or before? <laughs> I mean, even before he had plenty of money, I would just be like, dude, just get a job for four years. Mm. And then once you're done, we can know. live off of the rent from your properties. And He's we'll got have a money, lot of money management problems. You'd, I'd have know, to be but... like, you will let me handle the finances. Well, Snitchy and Craggs were handling the finances. So I would say, you know, they're just going to have to do it forever. Maybe that's the problem. They're not good. They're not good. You no, should... they, they took over <laughs> after he was in debt. And they fixed everything. <laughs> okay, so they are good. Okay, I would take their services. That would be so funny if he went to them and he was like, guys, I need help. You've been mismanaging my finances. Can you manage them better? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All you had to do is ask. Yeah. Client services. Like, oh, we, yeah, we didn't know you wanted us to do a good job. We thought you wanted us to do a bad job. <laughs> we thought you wanted to spend several thousand pounds every month. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to have to flee the country? Our bad. Our bad. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's weird. And the only explanation I can think of for that is what Nikita said, which is maybe he would have been arrested. But how can lawyers be like, you have to flee the law when they're I, like, the law hmm. is the best? I don't I don't think they were saying that. I think they were just saying like, basically, first of all, what they're saying is we need all of your properties to be like making Ours. money. <laughs> so you cannot live in any of them. And also, it's just cheaper to live in Europe than it is to live, like, for you to rent a place in England. So you need to go somewhere cheap for a while. This is kind of messed up. It's like, hey, it's really expensive to live here. But also, we're going to rent out all your properties for really expensive. So it's like, I don't know, something ain't right. He could have just lived in one of his own places for free. Yeah. No, because... I think they're saying it would just cost more than it would. It, like if I, I could rent my house out in Atlanta and I could move to like Romania or something and I would be making more 
money reasonable, than if I lived Reasonable here. choice. Yeah. Well, it also <laughs> says he's a sailor, so he goes and sails. So maybe what? he's making money by sailing. That's his job? Yeah. They said he sailed out on this, like, cold, wintry night. Ooh, have you guys seen those TikToks about the North Sea? You yeah. Know? Wait, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I said yeah. That's <laughs> I believed you. The North Sea TikToks are so fun. They're fun for me, but in kind of a stressful way. Some people find them stressful in a stressful way. But basically, it's these videos of the sh- these big ships, modern ships, riding these big, like, treacherous waves in the North Sea. And there's, like, a really scary song as the background of it that makes it sound foreboding they're really entertaining for me but the comments are all like can you imagine sailing with a rinky dink little wooden ship <laughs> in these like treacherous waters like back in the day yeah it's like they no wonder like people died or like you know didn't make it back they're lost at sea because yeah. these waters are it's wild i should check it out yeah for a thrill that's what i think is it the same song every time in yeah. the background yeah just like, send Yo-ho. it to us maybe what can... is the song the pirate song yo ho the pirate's life that's for me that's the song <laughs> that makes it ominous they like slowed it down and like very low octave like i'm not gonna try to do it here but <laughs> you can listen to it okay i'll i'll put in i'll put in a sample of it in the yeah. episode right now yo But, um, no, I thought when you were saying, like, this is the ominous song and it's like, (laughs) I'm really scared by that tune, y'all. Don't judge me. (laughs) Okay. I checked the story. There are no mentions of sail or ship. It says there's one mention of the word boat. And the only time it comes up is they're saying basically, like, that's how Michael is leaving England is he's getting in a boat to to leave. So I don't okay, think so he's, he's a not sailor by trade. By yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, they said, like, oh, he's setting off tonight. Like, what a wild guy. And I was like, so he's in a boat by himself? But he just owns a boat. He's a rich guy. He just has a boat, I guess. And he's sell the boat. His boat. Make money off the boat. <laughs> he, he can sell it at the other end once oh, he gets the other to end? where he needs to I feel like you could have sold the boat and just lived in one of your houses for free. I'm and with just... you, Jackie. I'm with you. Jackie. Jackie, they called it they called it a shell of a boat. I don't think it's a very good boat. Dang, where did he go with this little boat? <laughs> well, then if it's not good enough to sell, it's not good enough to sail, sail? off in the middle of a cold, wintry night. Oh, my gosh. It is. He's a daredevil. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't come off that they way. They literally say he's a daredevil. They literally say Why a daredevil he, he is. <laughs> yeah, and Nikki's like, nah, I don't know if he's a daredevil. There's nothing else about him. He seemed like a nerd. <laughs> Why did he come back wearing black and acting all sad? Yeah. Because he was depressed that he still didn't marry that girl, I guess. Oh, my God. Of course, God. he didn't marry her. You left for years. <laughs> so dramatic. Is also, he like, oh, man, I didn't well, get married to that girl. Well, he was being dramatic because he was like, I have to sell. I'm selling all my properties, and it didn't work out with Marion. So he's sad. But he has a boatload of money. I'm not sad for him. Or maybe he was maybe he was somewhere in Europe where it was really chic to wear black. So that's just his personal oh, style Oh, and they now. don't know the style. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he needed his boat to keep all his money in so he could have a boatload of money. Whoa. He always mm. wanted to say. Seems unsafe, yeah. but 
Sure. I don't know how much how money's worked back then. <laughs> is it coins? Is it paper? I would hope it's paper. Yeah, I, I hope it's not paper. I hope it's not coins. That would make that boat sink. <laughs> yeah, that would. What be if he's been Draculized and he comes back and he's wearing all black and he has a straw hat and he's like, "I'm back." <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was so fabulous. I would read that. That sounds dope. All these offshoots, these spinoffs. I I want these <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas. <sighs> Fan fiction has endless possibilities. Oh my gosh, y'all hear about that that fan fiction drama or the author drama that was exposed to yeah, the Star yeah. Wars fan fiction group? That was wild. I don't know about this. Can you share with me and the audience? It's a pretty long story, but basically a woman We can do a short version. Sum it right? up. Sum it up. <laughs> this woman, um, her name's Kate. She had a book coming out this month or next month and everyone's yeah, like super first ex- book yeah fantasy novel you know early editions have been doing pretty well like people were hype about this oh book. wait you know about it this isn't the one who's been going on goodreads and leaving bad that's reviews her that's her she yes. got caught. i have heard about that she got caught and then she was creating multiple accounts like trashing other authors books to try to make hers sound more popular and yeah. like other debut authors got. that were coming yeah. out at the same time as her. similar genre maybe and most of them were like not white. Right. That's not a long story. Well, there's more to <laughs> well, it. There's more. Yeah, I thought the crazy part was not only did she get caught, um, she doubled down at some point and made these, like, fake Slack conversations and took screenshots to show, like, it was this Dude. now fictional person. Like, we know it's a fictional person, but she's like, this person, Lily, A friend is doing of this. mine. A former friend. Yeah. At least we know she's creative, right? Like, um, The dialogue the- was kind of <laughs> rough. The, if you read the Slack messages, it's like, this is not great, so I can maybe see why you don't like your book or something, but um, also it's, it's not like a normal conversation. Like, if I was texting one of y'all, I wouldn't talk this dramatically and maniacally. Like, it's pretty... It was too intricate where all she could have just said is like, oh, yeah, I did that. That was messed up. I'll take it back. But she doubled down and then got caught. And now her book's not getting published. Whoa. And she was in the fan fiction community, like a Star Wars fan fiction. That's kind of how she got her start. Yeah, it's like Del Rey. Huh? Del Rey. Isn't that also based on the community? Because that's what the new characters are called in the Star Wars. Like Raylos. Raylos. My bad. I got the Ray mixed up. There's like <laughs> a subsection of Star Wars fanfic writers who ship the characters Ray and Kylo Ren, and they're called Raylos. Yeah. In my head, I kind of figured they were together. I didn't even know that was a ship. They, they're kind <laughs> of together, but a lot of people don't want them to be together. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's it's complicated. There's a lot of drama about that ship. I do not care. Like, whatever. But something funny is I – so I went through a period during the pandemic where I was like, I've never read romance before. I'm going to read some. So I started reading a bunch of romance novels. I got really lucky at the beginning, and I found a couple authors I liked. And I was like, I love romance. And then I read some more, and I'm like, no, actually, I don't. I like, <laughs> I love some of it, but mm-hmm. most of it I don't love. But so when I was in that period, I was like, you know – picking up whatever some popular ones are and I bought one and I started reading it because I had seen some hype about it. I started reading it and I was like, this sucks. And I found out it was like reskinned Raylo fan fiction oh my that gosh. had been published. <laughs> but they also named the main character. They named the main character after the actor who played Kylo Ren. So the main character's name is Adam. Oh my gosh. And the description <laughs> of him is exactly Adam the description Driver. of Adam Driver. <laughs> and so when I read it, I realized like the reason this sucks to me, but other people love it is because they're really invested in this ship. Mm. So they're and like you don't find adding... Adam Driver attractive. 
Well, they're just adding all these details based on their knowledge of the ship and of like the actors. So they've kind of fleshed out the story in their own minds, but I'm not doing that. So to me, it sucks. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but the good romance you discovered, some of it was Lindsay Kelk, who we had on our podcast very oh, early yes. on, our very first guest. Yes. Yes. Lindsay Kelk, great author that I like. I love her. And then she has a friend named Vari McFarlane, who's a really great author. And then there's another one called the... Let me see who the author's name is. I'm just going to, I guess I'll shout out some of the romance writers I like. From that time um, period, from your pandemic. Yeah, Helen Helen Huang, who wrote a trilogy where, like, one of the couples in each of the trilogies has autism. Because she found out she had autism. And so she kind of wrote about it. And I really liked the first two. I didn't like the third one as much because it was kind of sad. I, it was too much of a downer. It had a happy ending, but the rest of the book was a downer. So I was like, I'm not, I can't handle this. <laughs> I really like that. And I also, the first book in that trilogy is called The Kiss Quotient. And I have some friends who like romance and I like lent it to, I lent it to like five people and they all liked it. So I think if it's something you're interested in at all, you'd probably like that one. I haven't seen anyone, I haven't suggested it to anyone who had any interest in the genre and disliked it. They've all enjoyed it. Oh, so I wouldn't tell like anyone to read it, but if it's something you're kind of interested in, that would be I think that was a that would be a good way to start. Yeah. But yeah, also Vari McFarlane or Lindsay Kelk, those are all good. I think they're kind of like beginner romances. Some of the ones that I've been reading lately, they rely a little bit too much on the tropes. Everybody's like break the fourth wall, but when you break the fourth wall over and over again, it's it's just been broken. <laughs> no, not it's not about not breaking the fourth wall, but it's just if it's a trope that a fan really loves, they lean too heavily on, oh, look, it's a trope that you like. Like enemies to lovers. To writing a good book. Yeah, they're like, look, it's enemies to lovers. And then someone's like, ooh, this is my favorite, where it should be more like, this is a good book and this is part of the story, which it's it's fine, whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to say you need to change the publishing industry for my taste. I'm just <laughs> expressing what I don't like about it. But she's it. kind of saying that. I thought the tropes was the whole thing about like the... That's what I like perceive the romance community as like they Yeah, it's like nothing but tropes. Yeah. yeah, you love the tropes. Oops, all tropes. Oops, all tropes. Well, that's I mean, that's the thing is like Oops, every every genre again. has its own tropes, right? <laughs> For me though, there are some people who all they care about is a the particular trope. trope. Mm -hmm. So let's say all they care about is like enemies to lovers. All they want to read is a book where it's enemies who fall in love, mm -hmm. whereas for me, and for a lot of other people, you want to read a good book with well-written characters. And if that book has enemies who fall in love, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I enjoyed that. You know? <laughs> Interesting. I want to read historical fan... No. Yeah. I guess historical fanfic. Historical fan fiction? Whoa. What does that mean, Jackie? Where enemies to lovers and it's like... Brutus and Caesar fall in love. Whoa. Or like... That exists. I know that exists. I'm going to find it right oh. now. Isn't that kind of like Song of Achilles? Judas and Jesus sitting in a tree. Judas oh, and that Jesus? Exists. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, that would get me canceled. <laughs> That's like that anime. Death it note. exists. Yeah, Jackie. I just Googled it. They are actually tons. It's Marcus Junius Brutus the Younger slash Julius Caesar. There are 32 oh, no. on Archive of Our Own. <laughs> Whoa. Did you just say Judas and Jesus is like Death Note? Wasn't that like no. the allegory? I said that. Death Note? Yeah. You mean, is that the allegory? Did you watch Death Note? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it multiple times. Isn't the, that the allegory? Multiple times? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is Jesus? Maybe. Light? 
light has uh, to be Jesus. Yeah, because there's a scene where he the bad guy is like washing his feet. Right? No, L L has to be Jesus. Oh, right? oh sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, L like, is Jesus. What? Light is Judas. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, but I, I guess did that doesn't that. fit too well because they didn't know each other beforehand. <laughs> it was just like one scene that I heard like made it seem that way. And it was like him washing his feet when he's about to betray him or I don't know, something like that. I don't yeah, know the I story mean, that, that well. Oh, I somehow it. never caught that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, um, shall we wrap up, guys? This went really well. Thank you so much, Nikita. Would you come on more times? Yeah. <laughs> I you want to let's fun. talk about Death Note. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe let me go rewatch that to actually see if what I said was accurate. I could be making stuff don't, up. You don't don't rewatch <laughs> see, it. Right I now. love the amount of work you put into this. <laughs> don't watch a whole like early two thousands anime. I would watch half. <laughs> At some point, it. I stopped watching. There's a point where I'm like, I'm bored of this. It's kind of long. I started rewatching yeah. it, and then I got bored of it the second time. Yeah, no, we should maintain your sense of nervousness if you're going to keep doing this, so that you <laughs> keep like doing lots of research. Oh, then- Jackie. <laughs> I yeah. I do need to maybe I should send this to both of you. I saw someone made an edit of some scenes in Death Note where the main character he's famous for having I'm telling the audience this he's famous for having this really dramatic internal monologue mm-hmm. and to show like what a genius he is. Someone made an like edit that where they, author they lady cut who out got canceled. <laughs> well, they cut out the monologue, so there's it's just a scene of him like looking <laughs> at someone. Oh, just like staring intently <laughs> and like eating a potato chip. Really, <laughs> yeah. And they like say one says one thing, and then there's like 20 seconds of silence while he's, he's thinking, <laughs> and then he like says a random thing. <laughs> And to them, they're just like, this dude can't formulate thoughts. Like, he is slow. Yeah, why can't he talk? What's taking so long? Is he paying attention? Hello? He has, you know, like yeah. that that trope of like, oh, in the moment, I couldn't think of what to say. But later I had this excellent argument in the shower and I had this whole thing where I responded. My entire life. Am I a yeah. trope? <laughs> yeah, but with him, he's doing it live. He's like. Let me think of the perfect give me, thing. Give that me I thirty seconds. Said, okay, now I'm going to say, not it. say it. <laughs> <sighs> but to answer your question, yes, I would love to do more. Yeah, this was fun. I think this was fun. I mean, obviously, I like um, recording with Becca, but um, this has been really fun. It's just nice to try new things. Yeah, I, it was also a new thing. Oh, thanks. I'm also very high, so I was like, am I being too quiet? <laughs> Did you say I'm very high? Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. maybe I'm being a little too quiet. Because Rachel said, don't get too high where you're not fun yeah. anymore. And I was, I think I was bordering that line. Oh you were like, no, I had no idea. You said, no, I'm going to get the perfect amount of high. <laughs> don't worry. Perfect amount. I think I, I went a little past. This came full circle. <laughs> because the first time I met you, I was really high. And oh I didn't gosh. want you to know. <laughs> forgot about that now it's my turn <laughs> wait can i keep this in the podcast or no probably yeah. not no you can that's funny as long as it's not violating It'll guidelines. Be at the end yeah <laughs> no it's fine violating guidelines <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no let me tell this story real quick so if you're still here this is your reward for still being here um <laughs> but when i met nikita it was at the airport because we were getting ready to go to puerto rico for rachel's bachelorette and Another, I guess I'm not going to name names, but another person on this trip (laughs) gave me a gummy that was really strong because she said she was going to do a gummy too. And Rachel said, yeah, I'll maybe take half of one. And then she was like, oh, and this other person on the trip, she loves to smoke or whatever. So she'll take a gummy for sure. And I was like, great, I'm going to be in good company. Well, and I was like, I don't know. I've never been high at an airport. I don't know if I want to do that. Like, (laughs) I don't know. But then I was like, well, I don't want to be the only one not high because that's what it sounded like was going to happen. So... 
<laughs> on the train, like right before we w- walked into the airport, I ate the gummy and I was like, hey, Rachel, do you want the other half? And she was like, no, I changed my mind. And I was like, okay. So I ate the other half and it was stronger than the ones I usually take. So I was like, but this is fine. It usually takes like 45 minutes for it to kick in. So I'll be like past security and everything and then I'll be fine. But I got in line for security. <laughs> Like within five minutes of eating this thing, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh, <laughs> oh no. Dang, dang. And I could see like the drug dogs walking around and I was like, are they going to smell it on my breath? Like, <laughs> and I had this whole thing in my head where I was like, I don't have it anymore. I hate it. What are they going to do? They can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were paranoid. But I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like, am I being normal? And then I made it through security and I met Nikita, I met Suman, I met Jordan, like these three people I'd never met before and I was like well, I don't want them to like realize this because they're gonna think I'm like crazy like they don't no. know me they're gonna think I'm a mess hell no and um it turns out they had no idea <laughs> but I was out of my mind and there was a shake shack next to the gate yeah that was the that. only sign was that Jackie was way too fixated on the shake oh yeah shack. you were really excited about shake shack you got yourself some food for the plane I remember that. But I waited until the plane was boarding because I yeah, thought the whole yeah. time, I was like, if I get it now, they're going to know. And That's I don't so want funny. them to know. So I was like staring at it the whole time. And they were probably like, why does this girl keep staring at the Shake Shack? And I was like, should I get it? Should I get it? But I was like, God is real. This is my sign that God is real is that this Shake Shack is here right now. So I went and got it. And then I had to immediately board the plane. And I was seated between these two huge guys, like Felt like they were seven feet tall each, and I was in the middle. And I, for some reason, again, was like, I don't want to be weird. So what I did to not be weird was I was eating out of this bag of Shake Shack like it was a horse trough. Like, I never took the food out. I had my face down, and I was, like, shoveling it in there. I even kept the shake in the bag like it was a flask, and I had everything in there. That is weird. I think you ended up being weird. (laughs) Sorry, girl, but I I think that was I was texting the group, and I was like – I think these guys probably know (laughs) because I'm like, (laughs) well, now they know. They remember now. (laughs) I am like mainlining cheese fries. They listen to the podcast. They're probably like, wow, finally we know why she was. (laughs) We know the truth. It turned out none of them had any idea. Like, apparently I covered it up really well. The guys probably did know, though. (laughs) Oh, I think the guys knew for sure. Yeah. They were like, what is wrong with this little goblin? Goblin? Whoa. (laughs) You're not a goblin. She was she was gobbling that food. Wait, what I is a goblin? goblin? How would y'all define a goblin? I was actually thinking this the other day. Like a, like a, it's like, like a, a little imp. Kind imp? of gremlinish. Gremlinish. Like See, a we're small using other words. Fantasy creature. A small little fantasy. A small little fantasy creature that's at least mischievous and maybe malevolent. Like humanoid, but kind of ape-like and kind of insect-like. Kind of elfish, but not attractive. <laughs> elfish, but not attractive. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And smaller than an Like elf. a leprechaun, but like kind of evil. Like lives in a cave. So we have to use other things to define a goblin. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Leprechaun, imp. We use Rem- all the other words. A small little magical creature, kind of humanoid, unattractive, mischievous, or malevolent. That's how I would call it without describing other magical creatures. Yeah, if you don't describe any other magical creatures, you're just describing a small, ugly person. <laughs> Which Who's is- magical. <laughs> Same thing with, like, elf. Like, how would you define an elf, right? All these creatures. A small, magical, attractive person. (laughs) Do y'all think Will Ferrell is hot? He's an elf. (laughs) Yeah. What? No, he wasn't an elf. He was a human, remember? Ah, they took him in as a... the whole point of the freaking movie is he's (laughs) not really an elf. elf. Okay, so do we find his dad cute? (laughs) 
His dad. What was his dad? Santa Claus? No, no. The adopted dad, you know? The elf that oh, took him in. Do we think he's cute? He must have been cute, no, he's right? Like an Aren't old they all man. children or something? He was Don't somehow like really old. No, his dad is an <laughs> yeah. old elf man. I don't know. Rachel doesn't remember this. Santa Claus is not his dad. That's the funny. Santa Claus elves are different from like fantasy elves. That's what I'd say. Whoa. That's what I'd say. There's a the whole guy dichotomy. who played Will Ferrell's real dad, the New York lawyer, he just died. Oh, did he? Oh. You know, a lot of people thought the elf from the Santa Claus was attractive. What? A lot of children. Oh, lot of yes, children. yes, yes. He was. He could get it. He could get it. <laughs> he could get it. <laughs> Bernard the Elf. Bernard. That I name don't... is really not cute, but I would take it because he was something. I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen that full movie. I can't think of who you're talking he's, about. He's, um, what's his name? What's what's that actor's name? He was like name? the anxious little guy that was like, Santa, no. Yeah, um, what was his name? I forgot his name. David Crumholtz. Yes. Ew. Crumhole. Jackie, anti-Semitic much? Whoa. I don't have never heard that name before in my life. I don't know him from Adam. <laughs> I wonder if you'd recognize him if you saw him, like a picture of him. Maybe. Yeah. It's a trope Here, of the you. 90s for 90s girls to be in love with him. Uh, she doesn't no. get it. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> I, nope. It was the authority no. with which he spoke. Wait, you don't when I was recognize, a kid. and we like, and that I, you, I neither yeah. recognize him nor find him attractive, and it has nothing to do well, with my anti-Semitism. He's a child now, Jackie. <laughs> he's a child to you. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And he all just ignored the joke I made about being anti-Semitic, and that made it seem weird. I'm not actually anti-Semitic. <laughs> we know, we know. Well, shall we wrap up? Because mm-hmm. I have sure. to cook Christmas dinner. Whoa. What? For me and Joshua, since we can't have Christmas together, we're doing it tonight. Oh, okay. What are you going to have? Mostly sides. Yum. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that, as Dickens predicted, you are now filled with Christmas cheer <laughs> for some reason. And if not, go back and listen to our Christmas Carol episodes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm going to do that. I'll do that. Yeah, they're pretty good. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. We hope you have a great Christmas, even if you're not celebrating it. I hope the 25th of December is awesome for you. Hanukkah's over, but I hope you had a great Hanukkah. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't know when Kwanzaa is, but that's a thing I hope you enjoy. And have a great New Year. Okay. Well, have a great New Year as well. All right, everyone. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Ho, ho, ho. However we do our Christmas sign off. Nikita, this is the time for you to be a man. Say Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, merry, merry Christmas, little boys and girls. (laughs) All right. That's (laughs) enough. Bye. Okay.